Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about how you need a nap, not a nap. If you're new to the podcast, really happy that you're here. If you've been here before, welcome back. I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I've also written a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. The point of this podcast is pretty straightforward, is to help you become a better communicator, a more concise communicator, and a clear thinker, how to block and manage the noise in your life. Today, we're going to talk about rest and how you need a nap. Now, not everybody loves naps. I, I argue that there's kind of two people in life, people who love naps and people who really don't care for them or they don't work for them. You know, regardless, it's not to try to convince you to take naps if you don't like them, but really it's about rest and how you need rest more than you need technology. In this moment, what I want you to do is I want you to stop and think about where is technology with you right now? If you're listening on your phone, your car, a computer, what is the relationship you have with it? it carries what you carry with it all the time. You know, how long can you go without noticing that it's there or missing? It's just, it's an ever-present part of our life. And really what I want to talk about today is how you need rest more than technology, right? How we use our free time for quiet and rest, not glued to our phone, all right? And this this is a big issue for people. Right, we're going really fast in our lives. From the moment we've done research, at the, from the moment, seventy percent of the people in a research poll that we did say that the first thing that they do and the last thing they do every day is check their phone. When their alarm goes off, it's on their phone, and they grab their phone, and that's how their day begins. And at the end of the day, it's the last thing they look at, and a lot of people just go to sleep with it. And how it's important for us to really just step away from that and look at these devices as a part of our lives and they're important, but ones that aren't not ruling our lives. And for a lot of people, it has been given that level of control where these digital devices in the book noise, I refer to them as weapons of mass distraction, which is a term that a friend of mine had given me, become our masters, we work for the technology, and technology really needs to work for us. And one way is the importance of rest, quiet, and breaks from technology. Just We just use it to recharge. And I'm not going to go on and on about this, but it's just, it's an important thing because I think incrementally in a lot of people's lives, in mine, it kind of took a level of importance that it really shouldn't have or doesn't have. And should never have. And it happened and I didn't really notice. It started robbing me of time that was really important for other things. Taking a nap was one of them. You know, resting and doing other things, thinking and planning and having conversations. And you can see it now with people that they're it's taken on this role where it's always competing for people's intentions, attentions rather. I had a guy in our class recently, and we were just talking about this and about the book Noise, and and he was, he, you could see that he was kind of getting mad. Not at me, he was getting mad at the whole kind of condition. 
you know, he, he immediately went back to, you know, whatever, 10 years, you know, when he was a younger guy and he was not yet at college and his dad was giving him a hard time because it was on his phone. And a decade later, you know, he said he just went home to visit and his father was on his phone the whole time. So he's like, my dad was giving me a hard time. And a decade later, my dad was on the phone way more than he was. And there was, you could sense in him an anger and then another guy that kind of chimed in and He's like, he just went to see a buddy of his. He drove all the way up from, you know, from North Carolina to New York City to see some college friends that were all professionals and working and, you know, investment bankers and whatnot. And he's like, I got really mad. At some point, he's like, I wanted to hit the guy because he wasn't, I went all the way to see him, all these guys, and they were on the phones the whole weekend. You know, so that was the, that was like the new normal. And he's like, I drove the whole way and nobody talked, really talked to anybody. So... Yep, you need an app, not another app. And, you know, our lives are going super fast. Got to slow it down a little bit. We have developed, without even realizing it, kind of an always on, always at work, always at school, always on mindset. And we have to find ways to change that, to shift the tides, to turn the tables a bit. And it's totally doable. And it's a big part of the book, Noise, how to do that. Well, starting rest is absolutely essential. We have to give rest what it really belongs in our lives because our brains are overtaxed during the day. They're constantly consuming information. So where do we give that moment of rest? Um, We have to have set moments. So if a person loves to take a nap, maybe on the weekend or, you know, certainly sleep, sleep schedules. When, When I go to sleep, when I wake up, that those are moments that are scheduled. They don't happen when I'm done with what I'm doing. And... I don't wake up, you know, when I feel like it, it's like oh, there's, that's a scheduled set. I get enough time. The brain needs to recharge, right? Um, and that's really important that we know what that role is, right? The, the, the role of sleep, it, there's a lot of research on this, how important it is to get good sleep. Um, I think the second thing is just knowing that these digital devices, our smartphones, they have a role, we use it when needed, not whenever we're free. So it's, it's not a whenever moment. I grab it and I start doing things without even thinking about it. And, a, and an example is social media. It's, and I think social media is great. It's amazing. But it fills in all these cracks and crevices throughout the day where people are using it constantly. And it's like, well, where is... So ask maybe, when do I check social media? And find those moments where am I doing it instinctively or am I doing it decisively? Have I decided when I do that or has it decided when I do it? Who's making that decision? And those decisions, it's amazing. And I find myself doing it as I'm doing it in these sort of free moments to kind of fill in the time. That time belongs doing something else. And sometimes it's doing nothing or resting and recharging, refocusing my attention but it's not just to grab the phone and see what I can find because in that phone I can find anything. It's like the it's like a limitless distraction. So really understanding and defining the role that it plays. Hey, this this technology works for me. I don't work for it. And changing that. And it's it's noteworthy in the book Noise to read the the foreword from a friend and close uh, colleague. His name is Mike Bechtel, and he's a futurist at Deloitte. He wrote a really wonderful. Um, forward to the book, and he talks about this a lot as a way of setting the tone for the book. And lastly, I think it just 
you know, in, in our environments is place it away, um, from, from where you are day and night. You know, I, I get to work with a lot of really awesome people in the military and a lot of them have to work in these facilities that have a security clearance. So when you walk into the buildings, you have to, you can't bring your phone with them. And so they don't have this issue at work. They put it in a lockbox, and you get a key and you check your phone because you can't have uh, uh, wireless devices in these facilities because you need, because they're, they're, there's classified information there. So you have to lock it in a box, you know. And I've heard that people now are starting to put these in their homes where you can just check them in little cubbies, you know, where you know, like you hang your keys at the door. You don't walk around with your house with your keys in your office. You put them, put them somewhere, right? So put this away from where you are during the day at night. So for me at night, I, I put it in another room. I used to have it as an alarm. I, I went out and bought an alarm clock, an old school alarm clock. It's amazing. Go online and look for an alarm clock. Everything is wireless, Wi-Fi connected devices. And I love technology. I'm an early adopter in many regards, but I've just changed it. I put it in different places now. So funny story related to that. You know, of course now take this for granted, but when the time, when the clocks change, daylight savings and all that, when they change, um, our devices just automatically update. You know, well, back in the day, you have to go around your house, check out your clocks, right? You probably still do have the clocks, but you're, 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 most people look at their their time on their phone, so they don't have to change it. The, clock, the phone automatic updates. That's my alarm clock. So I, I set my old school alarm clock, and in, in next morning it goes off, wake up, get ready. It's a Sunday. You know, I'm going to church, get there, and it's kind of cold. And I get there, and there's nobody there. I, I'm there early. About 10, 15 minutes early. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, where is everybody? So this, this, uh, it's really funny. This kind of elderly Filipino lady walks up to me and she says, where is everybody? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's too cold. Nobody wants to go. I don't know. I, I just, in that moment, I just didn't know why, where everybody was. So it was just her and this other guy in the back. And then I realized, oh my gosh, the clock's changing. I didn't know. I was there an hour early. And she didn't know early. She didn't know her either. Well, I was kind of mad, but I was happy because I didn't know because I didn't, I didn't, my phone didn't tell me. I needed to remember. So I felt kind of, I don't know, bad or good. I don't know what. It was kind of funny, but um, I just sat there and I had an hour of quiet time. You'll hear me talking about that. So place the stuff away from you, like in a, in a different room. It's not going to kill you. Like when you're working, you know, I was talking to somebody recently, they're studying. Uh, going to school and the, the phone's just within reach. And, you know, she was really struggling with like, you know, grabbing the phone or somebody's reading a book, put it in a different room, turn it off, you know, turn it off for, 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 you know, an hour at a time, just shut it off. It doesn't have to be on. The alerts will stop. Just put it away. Right. Day and night. You have to, you know, get up and you have to get up and walk somewhere to get it. I think is one way of looking at it. So that's it. We need a nap. That's what we need. We need a good nap. We don't need another app. We got a million apps. We don't need another one. What we need is a, a chance to rest, think, um, do the things that we need to do, be with the people that we need to be with. I think what I want to leave you with is this thought, and this is something that I'm, I'm working on myself. Right? I'm, I'm not mastered this. This is this is a reality in our lives, which is for a lot of people can be just, they don't even, didn't even see it coming. And the whole role technology plays, really, we want technology to work for, our, for us, right? We don't work for it. It works for us. 
So rest is what makes us recharge, restores us, right? Not relying on digital devices day and night. That's the deal. Just saying. For more information on our books, tools, workshops, webinars, and keynotes, please visit thebrieflab.com. T-H-E-B-R-I-E-F. L-A-B dot com.